Welcome to the first episode of the Color and Photography podcast, where we cover marginalized photographers from the past and the present. That means photographers of color, women, and LGBTQ who have and are making creative and thought-provoking work with their cameras. The format of this podcast will be both interviews as well as historical storytelling. We are going to do our best to highlight and research photographers you never knew existed, so that not only can you be inspired, but connect with these people who knew the only thing they wanted to do was capture the world in their own way, whether history wrote about them or not. In addition to the interviews and stories, we will also be providing little Easter egg surprises like books you might be interested in, grants that are out there, and even events that are happening that you might like to go check out. Now stay tuned for our first profile on Romualdo Garcia, known to some as the photographer of the dead. To Mexicans, death is different. It's mourned, but it's also part of life. The first thing that comes to everyone's mind is Dia de los Muertos, but in the 1800s, there was a photographer who gave the people of Guanajuato, Mexico, a new way of looking at death. Some called him the photographer of the dead, but in reality, Romualdo Garcia simply wanted to give grieving parents and family members one last portrait, or one first and last portrait of their loved ones. It was the babies that broke his heart, but you'd have to have a heart of stone to not shed a tear when a mother came in carrying her child, dressed for its own funeral. But Garcia didn't just photograph the dead. He photographed everyone, from the upper class, to the plumbers, the barbers, the nurses, to even the candy makers. Everyone was welcome. Romualdo saw their inner reality as their most valuable possession. He still charged them. Don't forget, he was still a businessman, and he had seven sons to support, along with his wife, Maria Guadalupe Martinez, a woman he married next to the Teatro Principal. Now remember, it's the late 1800s, and daguerreotypes have been around for a while, and the practice of photographing the dead was a common occurrence. Present-day funerals are the more acceptable practice now, but back then, Garcia captured a more lifelike essence of his deceased subjects, posing them as if they were still alive. Just Google his name and you'll see. Having opened his studio, calling it Instant Photography, at 34 Cantarana Street in Guanajuato, Mexico, Garcia utilized his past studies of painting and music that influenced each image, with hand-painted backdrops that transported his subjects into different worlds he was able to capture the persona the subject wanted to emulate, whether it was themselves or someone else. Props and clothing, along with a variety of strategically placed furniture, accomplished the end result. He photographed not only in his studio, but in places of work and private homes. He was a true entrepreneur of photography back then. In 1873, a great flood happened in Guanajuato, that would change everything for Romualdo Garcia. A few weeks prior, during the annual spring fiestas, the clouds turned black and rain turned to hail, bringing mudslides and damage everyone thought was the worst. But it wasn't. The second flood stole everything from everyone except their lives. From Garcia, it stole his studio, his camera, and all the glass negatives in his collection, totaling 2,500 pesos at the time. In comparison, the average loss for someone in Guanajuato was around 14 pesos. Garcia didn't let this stop him, though. He got a camera 
and with the help of his two sons, Manuel and Salvador, they continued to take portraits even during the cleanup process, as a way of giving back a sense of dignity to his people. Eventually, in 1906, Garcia and his sons opened their second portrait studio a few doors down from their original space and called it Romualdo Garcia y Hijos, translated as Romualdo Garcia and Sons. Garcia continued to work behind the camera, but now his sons operated all the work in the wet lab. The studio continued to thrive for the next six years, through to the end of Don Porfino's regime, but after the assassination of President Francisco Madero and the amount of fighting going on, business for Romualdo started to dry up. Combined with the unstable peso and difficulty in obtaining photographic materials, Garcia eventually closed his studio in 1914. He spent the next 15 years painting a passion from his days at the School of Arts and Crafts before passing away on July 17, 1930. Much of Garcia's work was lost to the flood, but many photos still remain in his family's possession, and some exist in the Aljondiga Museum in Guanajuato. To see more of his work in print, go to your local library and check out Mexican Portraits by Vesta Herreras and Pablo Ortiz Monteserio. Or even better, buy it. And there is also Romualdo Garcia, a book published by the Museo de Arte Contemporáneo de Monterrey. Now for an Easter egg. I promised all of you information on grants, and I wanted to recommend a book that will really help. It's called The Artist's Guide to Grant Writing by Gigi Rosenberg, because it has invaluable information on the whole process, including exercises you can do to learn how to write about your art. And one of the best advice in the book is not to give up after your first rejection. Thank you for listening to the inaugural episode of the Color and Photography podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Color and Photography to see some of the images referred to in the podcast. And of course, subscribe so you don't miss our upcoming episodes and interviews on the diversity and uniqueness of photography from the past and present. This episode was produced and edited by Amy Santos with music by Stefan Bode. <laughs>